0: You are listening to the Multiverse Comic Podcast.
1: Now, every time I think of holiday, DC, anything, I think of that little clip from the Batman animated series ah, with yes. Batman and James Gordon. Let's hope we're doing this again
2: next year. <laughs> yeah, and he always beats him to the check.
0: Now has a been... Batman Santa no this week. I think. I, think it's it's week. The, I think it's this no, week. I
2: think it's this week. I'm really looking forward to this. So am I. That looks great. But what we did get this week. Is the yeah is the the Christmas card variants? Ha. Ah, see, I was I did not look at that, and except. I think we got one
1: last week too, like the uh, the Superman, Superman one. one. You were oh, not, yeah. you were not impressed with no. the Superman one. No, I like the Superman one. What, was it action? There's one that you didn't like the way Superman was drawn. Yeah,
0: one of them I didn't, but I like the Superman one. Is that what the I don't Lee like? One? Is that they? Yeah, it's the Jim Lee one. I don't like that they have, like, it looks like a white cover instead of the card. Like, yes. I don't know why they do
2: it that way. Because they, what they're saying, the idea being is that you will carefully detach the Christmas card cover uh-huh. and actually use it as a Christmas card so the white cover protects the Christmas card.
1: Not damaging my comic. No, yeah, I just buy I,
2: two. Just buy two. I was on one of the, you know, Facebook
0: groups yeah. for collectors, and people were just, they're like, like I'm going to cut a... Seven dollar ninety nine cent comic with scissors, and I was like, "Yeah, of course you are." You know why? Because I pay at least five ninety nine for a birthday card at
2: Hallmark. <laughs> that, that $7.99 is I mean, you,
1: to, you know, you start looking at. It seems like nothing to me.
2: I think. Well, okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> is, so now, is Jim Lee, the artist on all of these? No. Okay. No, it's a mixed bunch. That Jim Lee one was supposed to be one of the holiday themed covers last year, but it never was. It never sold print, so I guess they finally found a use for it. I suspect it's an old image, but I could be wrong.
0: What I thought was happening with these is that DC was sending out basically things they had sent out to vendors, suppliers, mm-hmm. partners, customers, or whatever in the past as their Christmas
2: card, ah. and they were reprinting them as Christmas cards that we can see. We I can feel add. like when I when I pulled the little white cover over, yeah. you should be able to start hearing that Vince Geraldi. Charlie Brown Christmas music. Doo, 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 doo. Okay. So oh, you can see yeah. there's yeah. a perforation. Okay. So right you here. tear so that you out. Carefully tear that. There's a little embossed dent here so that you okay. can easily fold it in half and share a, a bounty of DC holiday joy. Oh, and the other cover's still in there. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah I'm nice feeling stuff.
2: pretty good about this. That's oh, good. Oh yeah. No. I think this is wonderful. I think they should do this all the time for every holiday occasion well, and, ever. And I'd like to yeah. think that if
1: I'm a store that has a large customer, and I want to send out, hey, we love you as being our customers, so I can mm-hmm. click on DC or Diamond's website and order a box of those instead of having to mutilate. I would buy boxes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. absolutely. In a and granted, that's centered around retailers, not. Yeah. Now, I would be curious if we opened it up on our website, if we had the ability to buy these from DC and we opened it up on the website, see how many of the general public would buy. Like, if if I was going to get y'all Christmas cards, I would go for you know Superman, Sandman, Mystery Theater, or, you know something, something along those lines of the DC products. Happy holidays. Well, and and, dreams. And, and then imagine <laughs> imagine DC and Marvel having a competition on the cards. Because yeah. now being the completist, after I sent you a DC card, I might have sent you a Marvel card. And so that's uh, pretty, that's great. You know print is a DC or a Marvel yeah, person. Yeah. So you're, you gotta you're printing, pick. you're printing you're printing money for the, the that way.
2: But I think you're on something with the retailer thing because you just popped a memory and unlocked a memory in my head. I should say You don't put memories in my head. Ooh. Although maybe you do. I do it's, it's we're now we're in kind of strange days. Void comp totally exactly is many many moons ago 30 years I think DC sent you know they I don't know if they still do it but they used to send out like preview ash cans I'm, to I retailers I remember those I haven't seen them in every once year. in a while every once in on a blue moon yeah they would do it at Diamond right. so
0: the Diamond Retailer Summit you would get ash cans every so time they,
2: and they kind of they used to have like you know this is not for sale this you know really clearly laid out what well, I've got because a friend of a friend of a friend I've got the ash can that they sent out for semi-mystery theater, as a matter of oh, fact. Wow. And all it is is that somebody took the comic, made black-and-white photocopies of the pages, and then bound them together with, it kind of looks like this is official, Do not for resale, not for distribution, cover on it, blah, blah, blah. But tucked away in there was a postcard, and there was a like a holiday... You know, holiday greetings from your friend. Might have been Diamond, but I think it was DC. Yeah. And it's an image that I've never seen reproduced anywhere else. And the picture is a little girl in bed, and she's going to sleep. And if I'm remembering this correctly, you look around her bedroom, and there's really nothing, there's nothing Christmassy about it. And the Sandman, Morpheus Sandman, is standing over her, sprinkling sand over her head. So the idea Mm. being that, you know, he's going to give her sweet dreams, this kid's probably got not much else going on for her and blah 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 and it's a I think it's P. Craig Russell that does the art if I remember correctly it's a beautiful image never seen it reprinted anywhere else and that's kind of cool I'm like that's you know I would totally buy a box of DC Christmas I remember way back when
1: I housed that for Steve Irwin Mm. that as an employee they would get a unique art christmas card Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it had the year and it was embossed and you know very right very smartly done and i would like to think that they keep doing those those type of goodwill hey i love you you know thanks for putting up with us kind of yeah dealio Um, right but yeah i I think there's there's a market out there for all that kind of christmas cardy stuff i don't i mean there there may be some available i've never I haven't gone to Hallmark in a while to go looking for Christmas cards. No, uh, I got I, you know, Every day. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> once again, if my mother was up and about, she she could tell me the entire inventory of the Hallmark right around the corner. But
2: I used to like going yeah. to Barnes and Noble and get like one of their multi-pack boxes because I would usually find something a bit odd. Like um, there were several years, and they might still do it actually. They had Christmas cards that was based on artwork of uh, Edward Gorey. Not if you know Edward Gorey. I kind of have to see the art. To... It, he's, it's very macabre, very, very kind of spooky, twisted. Tim Burton, I think his entire aesthetic is kind of must be based on, on Edward Gorey. Do you remember, oh, what was it? PBS used to have like their mystery show, and there would be like the intro credits with these weird animations of. People like you know tufts in a nice house, and there's a scream, and then there's a villain hiding behind a curtain, and the thing that that was all Edward Gorey. Art. That was tweaking. That's tweaking the memory, yeah. but so I always used to send those out because they're really bizarre Christmas cards, and you know why not? Yeah. There's, there's only so many cardinals and robins and twigs of holly and snow, and anyway, but <laughs> let's move on. But Santa's all the eyes you know, in the world are at on me right now.
1: Ah. Santa's head on a pipe. There's a there's a holiday Christmas card, yeah. Happy,
2: you know Transylvanian Christmas with Santa's head on spikes.
0: I would do do a Superman card. I would send that out. Like I I send I send cards to work people
1: mm -hmm.
0: oftentimes. That Alex
1: Ross Christmas. Superman with that Christmas tree. That's a a perfect that would be That
2: image should be on a Christmas card. Which is a nice segue into one of the things we're discussing today, which is Holiday, holiday comics, holiday themed stories, holidays as represented, all things holiday ish. Holiday ish. This holiday-ish. is holiday ish. This is the holiday episode. This is the holiday episode. It is. We're in yeah. between the two two big holidays. That, yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, Pre
1: Christmas and then Christmas, or as Americans call it, <laughs> Thanksgiving. I thought you were going to say Hanukkah. Hanukkah. But I was
2: going to say no. That starts on the eighth of December, I
1: believe. Yes, I, I will not insult any of our Jewish friends out there by trying to. State I know when Hanukkah starts, yes. stops, any of that. That's right. Leave that alone. It's a lot of inflammatory things. I will slide down. That's not one of them.
0: Yeah. I've got a buddy that he grew up. His dad's Roman Catholic. His mom's Jewish. He's he's practicing Jewish guy. Yes, but. They also do Christmas. Okay. Absolutely, that is the ultimate. That is the that's, best possible that's, situation. That's to be a, a good kid. package in there. Like growing are, up, absolutely. Like, you gotta get that.
2: Well, that's no. Well, my 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 ex wife is Jewish, and so our daughter gets the benefit of, yeah. of a Hanukkah and a Christmas. So yeah, absolutely. But holiday. So speaking of uh, fantastic Superman images, what have you brought to the table?
0: So we were going to talk about our favorite. Holiday stories and there's a story called Superman: Peace on Earth. It was originally published in kind of these oversized Treasury Treasury. edition size size books. I have kind of a bound Absolute edition that combines that with Justice, the Justice miniseries
2: that was really good too. Is it the Justice miniseries or is it the Justice League two-parted thing that he did? Uh, It's the just well, it's the Justice.
1: We're talking about Alex Ross, the the Alex Ross storyline. Yeah,
0: yeah. So anyway, the anyway, the Superman story is actually a Christmas story. Yes, it is called Peace on Earth, and it opens up early once you get through the origin story with Superman flying a Christmas tree into Metropolis, Mm -hmm. basically you know the equivalent of the Christmas tree lighting at 30 Rock that happens every year. It's their equivalent. But in Metropolis, of course, Superman flies the tree in, yeah. puts it down, and instead of somebody flipping a switch, Superman flies around super fast and I'm decorates so the tree. I'm so
2: envious of his ability not only to decorate and light a tree with speed, but clearly he's not dealing with the tangled lights situation. That no, that hasn't happened. I, no matter how hard I try. Well, he, he might be. You don't know.
1: He might have be been no. really super I, I fast. Think
2: when he, I think at the end of the season... He'll swing by and take the ornaments off the tree, and I'm sure he very carefully rolls the lights back onto. A, oh, you, you think know. you think he does that? Absolutely, well. he does. Because it's Superman. He's not going to like. Oh, you oh, he's guys a very do put together guy. He is. Yeah. He's a. As Mark Wade says, he he was a Boy Scout back when uh, being called a Boy Scout wasn't a bad thing. Man. No, yep, that's, that's true. true. Well, when well, y'all talk about when y'all talk so, about Alec Ross,
1: I'll just divert yep. for a second. I had the Christmas plate. Which one? The one with Batman looking, out, that, in, the win- looking okay. in the window. I have that. Oh, that's cool. And yes. that that always comes out at Christmas. That yes. comes out and it's on a little display. But keep going with your Superman. I interrupted. I just was. No, I wanted to remember. I wanted to make sure I was saying the right place. I couldn't remember if Batman was inside or outside. No, he's outside. Yeah, and I figured he was outside. I and didn't you know, mean, he wants
2: to be in there. Yeah, I mean, they're all having fun and they're drinking eggnog and Plastic Man is doing something stupid and but he's got to be on monitor duty. You know, if anyone's going to be prepared for some kind of hijack, yeah, Santa but closets, hang on. If if Batman's on monitor duty, what the hell is he doing peeking through the window? Just League you know headquarters, he, he should be up in the you know satellite. Batman. You
1: know, Batman has a plan. Well, actually, probably he drafted Robin. He's Robin sitting up Alfred's there. Alfred's up the, there. This like, is why. This is why Jason Todd cracked and became a lunatic <laughs> was that he didn't get to celebrate Christmas <laughs> down with the Justice League. Please, Bruce.
2: This year, quiet. All right, we we've Cry got way off ward. topic.
0: I'm going to talk about Superman. So, <laughs> humbug. So, in this story, in Peace on Earth, Superman is going through sort of just it's it's an introspective story. There's no, nobody else talks. I don't. Know. Maybe a little bit. It's it's very. It, you're in Superman's head. the yes, whole time. Yes, first person. right, boy, yeah. very first person. And he's uh, he ultimately decides that the gift he wants to give humanity is to cure world hunger. That's his thing. And he tries, and he tries a couple of different ways, and he tries to bring food to these, to some this war-torn area, and these warlords try to take it, and it really ticks him off. And he has to kind of try to solve that thing. He gets in a standoff, and basically Superman loses. Mm-hmm. Superman is unable to help these people in the way that he wants. And his conclusion was that ultimately people have to have compassion Felt for the fellow right. man and they all have to be a part of the solution no one person can solve it not exactly. even superman so it is um, it is a great story it's 100 percent a christmas story superman's trying to give us a gift and we're, uh, we're not very good at receiving that gift apparently as humans yeah. and there's another another image in here that's one of my favorite superman images where he comes back from being defeated basically these warlords box him out and basically right. make it where if he tries to give the food to these people, the people will die. Um, so you've got Superman just sitting like, uh, in it with his Clark Kent shirt unbuttoned, kind of in this armchair, just just pooped. Like at the just end of the day, yeah. just beat. And I'm like, that is the most humanizing image of Superman I've ever seen. So it's just a great story. The artwork is it's literally the best images I've I've ever seen of Superman. All the iconic images that you end up seeing in other places on posters and other things. Most of them come from the story. Most of them are from the piece that's put together. So
2: I love Peace on Earth. I do too. It's i it's brilliant. And I think out of the four or five ones that they did, some of they did a, a Batman's War on Crime. Or they did a Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel. The Captain Marvel one is Power of Hope, I think. Batman is War on Crime. Or is Wonder Woman Power of Hope? I don't remember. Um
1: I happen to he, he have probably get, has a he list he, right
2: have there. To right, yeah. It there's not an index. It's it's weird. That's weird. Yeah, but the Superman one is is absolutely the strongest of of the Lot. Paul Dini's writing is as superb as, as always when when it comes to writing humanized um superheroes. Yeah, Batman War and War and crime. Uh, Paul Dini is is a good way to go. It solves the great problem of a spirit of it's truth, truth. Wonder Woman. Power of hope, I think, is the Shazam one. Captain Marvel. But I do recall enjoying and still enjoying the um, the notion that the greatest power that Superman has is to be an inspiration to humanity, not try and solve all of humanity's problems for them. And if they do that... Secret Origins, doesn't Um yeah. That's how he gets himself into the most trouble, is when he decides, no, I'm going to take an action here. I'm actually going to do something uh, to help humanity improve themselves. And yeah, that's a he can't do that, because we've got to find this stuff out for ourselves. Uh, so it's
0: got the Justice 1, Secret Origins, and all
2: the one-shots. Gotcha, gotcha. Pretty good. Yeah.
1: It's good what yeah. I enjoyed about these now, I, I will confess I don't have them committed deep to memory anymore. But I love the, the treasury format oh, because and, and, and that larger oversized book also for Alec Ross does yes. his artwork justice but over time I've come to appreciate, you've got to have a big page to appreciate the canvas he lays out. That's right. And I, I like that it's off the holiday topic but it's complimenting the artist. Every one of those characters, and I'm looking at the slipcase too that this book came in. I mean, that is as iconic. And you could you could have no other comic book artist do any work and hold that up. and People other than Martian Manhunter, pro- people would mm-hmm. probably no. That's that, that's, it. that's the that's the Superman I see. That's right. So they, moment, they made a poster image. I, of I this, have that poster. The long yes, one? I have yeah. that.
0: I had it. I don't need more. They did some individual ones as well. They, they yeah.
1: did individual posters and they, and they did start doing, he did the Justice Society. Mm-hmm. I had those too.
0: That's but, right. Um, I think I may want to buy some Alex Ross like original art. Because like at Comic Con, he stands up. Well, he sta- Well, you, you buy we? like fancy prints, like okay. expensive oh, yeah, fancy prints. Yeah, say, say, are,
1: are, are we going to start or- harvesting organs off ooh, the homeless to no. finance uh, this? I'm,
0: no, he stands up like a, a gallery. At Comic Con mm. And you can go You can go in there And he'll have like that That image of Superman Yeah That, that I was showing He'll have You know that And you can buy a print of that That's framed Or in, Right You know Signed or whatever it is For Not what an original piece would cost But it's still a bazillion dollars. It's still more yeah. than than no. still,
1: still not. It's still not twenty nine ninety nine off of Amazon. It is
0: no. When I went, I went and I checked it. I I was super tempted because it, they had each one of the the stories, the individual stories, had this one page that was like a one page origin, mm-hmm. um, or a, like a recap. It you know. folds out to yeah. to an yeah. origin before they do the title page. Every right. one of them had that, so. He had that as, as a piece, and I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, a Superman original would be pretty great. I would love to have that.
1: It would fit. It would fit your your yeah. collection.
0: Yeah. yeah. It would fit my collection, but I didn't get it. So it was super expensive. Yeah. Like,
1: I oh. couldn't bring myself to do it. Well, I get that.
2: But I'm kind of leaning towards it now. See, I can't not see Martian Manhunter and not think of how, when my children were very little, and we used to watch the Justice League, the Carter, the Bruce one. My middle girl, Dagmar, she never referred to him as Martian Manhunter. She was referred to him as Martian Manhunter. She really <laughs> extends out the A, Martian Manhunter. And it still sticks in my house to this day if ever there's anything... He pops up? Yeah, related. It's always, so it's the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> I don't know why that still I, tickles me, but it does. I, ah, kids. I, I, Ali used to watch that opening too, and it used to
1: playfully outraged her grandmother that Allie knew the starting lineup of the Justice League before yeah. she knew the alphabet, but she never got Martian Manhunter right. It was John Jones. John and Jones and she'd run it together. John Jones. John Jones. And I was quite proud. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm that, hey, you know, start, I think
2: but. absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So Christmas comics. Christmas or holiday comics. comics. I think of two. Go on. Right off the top of my head. And they're both Justice Society. There is one where Flash Green Lantern, Wildcat and Hawkman go see Ma Hunkel. Right. She is playing Santa Claus. And yeah. it's in the Jeff John's run. Yeah. And it's right after Carter has come back in the series. Yeah. He, and it was their discussion about grown up with her. Yes. And 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 um, you know, Wildcat was having a hard time Ted Grant's having a hard time cussing in front of her <laughs> where he'd cuss because he thinks he's cutting up in front of his grandmother. Right. And uh, her even kind of counseling Carter about coming back really different this time, but having all the memories. And, you know, Shire, he did, you know him and Shire have not reconnected like he thought. And just little hints and, ta- and chats of her just playing. And, and at the end of that, you know, she ends up being the Justice Society's counselor and housekeeper almost. And then there's another one, where it's a holiday where it's where the Justice League and the Justice Society have Thanksgiving together okay and um, the original Lib- what's cute is the original Liberty Bell is trying to pair up her daughter Jesse quick with the younger hour man Black Canary has to talk with Dr. Midnight about their affair they didn't really have because Ollie's back, and two mystical villains break in at the end. Kalnak Kul- and the other one, right? And looking around and it's like, and the whole time Batman keeps jumping back and forth between monitors and thinking something's going to happen. They they brush in and like someone's got egg on their, you know, mashed potatoes on their head, and they're like, oh, there's a lot of them. Oh, they were just getting ready to sit down to eat. Maybe we should leave now. And it's that, <laughs> you know, the pummeling is coming. Quite soon. I'm glad you grabbed those source materials because that's going to help us through this. Because those did did Marvel ever do any holiday specials? Yes. They would do that. I'm, I'm trying to go back and think of some of the Christmas individual issues. The one that comes to mind for me, yeah, are you looking for that story I was telling you? About? No, oh, I'm,
2: I'm trying to find a different one, but it wouldn't, because this is all the... Uh, holiday specials put together? Yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah I got that. This, is, got this that. is
1: my... So this is my J- other go-to. Jason mm-hmm. is showing a cover of uh, probably in the 90s. Yeah. Christ DC's. Christmas with superheroes.
0: They did two they did one year and this was the second one that I liked better
1: the, the Marvel one that sticks out to me and you know they never really called it a Christmas issue was Uncanny X-Men 143 where Kitty Pride is left at home and yep. has to fight the alien monster right and blows up everything yes and you know John Byrne's last run yes uh, but just the kind of funness of a 13 year old Home Alone before Home Alone was a thing right I remember that
0: well, so my other, there's two good stories in this Christmas with superheroes thing. One is, um, it's a Batman story, and basically they, <laughs> the way it breaks down is uh, Dick Grayson ends up getting the Robin costume for Christmas. Right. So the way that he becomes Robin is he pulls a thing out from under the tree and he opens his present, oh, I'm Robin now. So he gets that for Christmas. And that's that story is in here. And then there's a really fun story with Flash and Green Lantern at the end, where of course Flash is stuck monitoring the Watchtower right at, a, at a Christmas. Is, Everybody is, else is this off. Wally? At this Actually, time? it's Barry. Oh. I thought it was Wally, but it, it ended up being Barry. I, I went and reread
2: it. I think that was a that <clears throat> special because they did two, and it's late '80s. So yeah, it yeah, probably is Barry. Yeah,
0: but he does this thing. They're they're talking about like these gifts that they get, like. So Green Lantern has one. He says, is that your Christmas present from Green Arrow? Yeah, it's Dust Capital. He gives it to me every year. <laughs> I think it's his way of making sure I read it. Yes. <laughs> and then Barry gets socks, uh, the same socks from Wally every time. He keeps telling him that he doesn't wear out socks faster. Right, right. Like just little things like that I find funny. But the whole they ultimately end up doing this weird sort of reverse um, Scrooge story. Where there's a really wealthy guy who's disheartened that everybody's, everybody else is terrible. And
2: right. they need
0: to kind of show him the Christmas spirit somehow. So they basically make him Santa. And they start throwing him down chimneys. Right. And running around with him in a Green Lantern sleigh. It's just, I mean, you cannot get
2: any better oh, than Oh, no, that. It's, it's a lot of fun. It, yeah. It absolutely is. Um, but I know that that issue, that, that comic that you're, you're thumbing through... Um, because one of my favorite holiday stories is in that is actually in that in that book as well.
0: I'm gonna guess. Go on. I think I know which one. Is it the dead man story? No. No.
2: Okay. No, it's the Enemy Ace story. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a really nice story about like, you know, Enemy Ace was the, the World War One character. I think John Byrne It is a John Byrne story. Yeah, but he doesn't he did the art, but he I th- Either the inks or the finish something. It it's finished something was finished by Andy Cooper. Andy Kubert, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he he's really channeling his dad, his dad's style on the inks, and of course you know Joe oh. Kubert yeah. did yeah. artwork on Enemy Ace back in the day, so it, it was nice that he he kind of captured that style. But it's just a sweet little story about sort of honor amongst um, men. You know, the, these are... these this is the the. The theatre of the sky, the with World War One, the these you know propeller planes that are held together with you know balsawood, wood and twine, and and a hell of a lot of faith in a higher power, and just the the notion that you know these these pilots go up, and of course the life expectancy of pilots uh, during the Great War, uh, World War One, and they call it the Great War, was uh, very very small, very limited. Blackadder. I don't know if you guys ever watched the TV show Blackadder, but there was this. It's a comedy, British comedy series, and one of the seasons it was called Blackadder Goes Forth, and it was set during World War One. And they, Blackadder is played by Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, and he's he thinks he's got the perfect dodge to get out of trench warfare by joining the Royal Air Force. And their nickname is the Twenty Minuters, and he thinks it's because the average time pilots actually spend in the air is about 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's only until he's sitting the training class, which has this sort of brilliant bit by Rick Mail, uh, who used to uh, guest star in the show from time to time. And he explains, no, it's the average life expectancy of a new pilot is 20 minutes. And all the joy and hope of his clever plan is quickly evaporating from his face. Like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. But anyway, it's it's a very nice little story. It's you know John Byrne is is capturing something, kind of eternal with the sort of spirit of Christmas and honor and gentlemen and so on and so forth. So, but that's in that comic. It is back to you with the Jesse. Oh, no, I, I, I didn't mean to jump in. There. No,
1: no, yeah, that that saved me because I found I found they're back to back in this trade. It's the Thanksgiving one.
2: Ah, uh, power Girl putting the turkey yep, on there, and we and, all know that image. And, and that, that image that,
1: right there is great. Yeah, and yeah, you know, that's that, that's where. They yeah. break in, but this, the next, the very next issue is. Yeah. You know, all of them going and, and it, there's. I'm flipping through. Sorry, guys. It's a great sight gag for a podcast. Well, no,
2: it makes it sound legitimate. Yeah. We are actually touching. Yeah. We do actually touch real comics in this yeah, There are, with, comic yeah, we but, are comic books here. You books. Know, so.
1: You can see Ma is even counseling. Yeah. You know, Dower Carter trying to help bring. And if this was just a great. These are the two holiday ones that stick out to me yeah. that. Because I know, like, Avengers didn't do a whole lot of Christmas mm. stuff. And as I was a kid, I kind of, every I figured every 12 months you could get a Christmas story in there. Yeah. It was very rare. I remember Batman seemed to do it more, there was always a Christmas mystery, or there yeah. was always a criminal that had a heart of gold and was only stealing food for to feed his family kind of you know he got off the hook you know batman let that one off the hook there's a couple of santa claus i think actually
2: frank miller's first batman work is like a christmas santa the night santa died or the santa claus murders or something like that that. um i don't remember what the specific story was but yeah i like dc tend i think to do more holiday spirited stories than, than marvel does but yeah marvel Marvel did do a couple of treasury sized editions, treasury editions in the yeah. '70s. DC did some as well, and um, yeah,
0: I, I ran into just a stack of um, holiday images just mm. online. I, I have I was looking for something specific for for an ad that we were doing for the store, and I just landed. The search I did just gave me all the good stuff. Yeah. So I've been posting those every mm-hmm. day. I, I set up a, a post a day. Uh I saw the golden the Age, Green Lantern pop. Yeah, out. there's just it's been pretty fun. Like I I dropped but there are way more D C ones than there were yes. Marvel. Like there there's a Spider Man Deadpool one that's in there that okay. that shows up eventually. But yeah, I just noticed that I I found way more DC. Even really old stuff. Like the, the golden age. There's age a stuff. lot of imagery
2: yeah. um, with with in, with golden age characters. Stuff what, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: The, the, and the only one I really remember with Marvel was the thing dressed up as yeah. Santa Claus. I mm-hmm. would see that. But other than that, I don't, I, like I said, I don't know, like the Uncanny X Men, I remember. Uh, I'm trying to think, Marvel two and one, Marvel team up. If there were any themed, but I.
2: Well, that's that's mine.
1: Is the Marvel? Yeah, is the
2: that uh, Marvel Team Up? That's, okay, that's mine. Which one is that? It's Spider Man and the Watcher. Oh. And that, that is my favorite holiday story. Am Demetrius, uh, who you know, I'll, did everything. He did everything. Well, his run on Marvel Team Up um, is my favorite Spider Man run from any writer. And I know that puts me into dangerous territory against the likes of you know Stanley and blah 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 blah. I don't care. It is. Because it was the it it was the the ability to craft a one shot story, month over month, Spider-Man and a different member of the Marvel yeah. universe. And following that book when I was first getting into comics meant that that served as my introduction to so many um, well, Marvel characters that I I did not Spider Man and Professor X who the hell is Professor X Spider Man Wolverine <laughs> the hell is Wolverine you know this kind of stuff I did give you the idea Spider Man knew everybody yeah they they didn't all care for him yeah yeah that, but usually that's different. they all knew everybody and and Ben Grimm yeah. knew everybody oh yeah but, but but everyone loves Ben Grimm yeah and so but usually by the end of the the Spider Man team up it would be a sort of begrudging. Oh, you're all right webhead but you know don't you know I'm not putting you on my friends list or whatever anyway yeah. but the watcher one is is a Christmas story and it centers around obviously the watcher is doing his watching thing uh, I watch but I never get involved which is such a crock because <laughs> at, at the age that I'm at now thinking back over the watcher appearing in various marvel stories over the years he doesn't have to do anything sometimes he just there's that i think it's civil war where they're all you know there's a large assortment of marvel heroes are all hanging out at avengers mansion and they're kind of waiting to see what the government's going to do with their registration thing blah 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 and suddenly the watcher is there and i think like reed richards points out like you know, usually the Watcher appears when you know something of great significance is about to happen. It's like, okay, so yes, you're not getting involved, but cl- just you being there has yeah, just what, told everybody, well, the Illumina- oh, it's about to get serious. You know, the Illuminati had a checklist. Yeah. So that, that's how I you mean, know
1: if I was like, okay, the Watcher showed. you you're, you're. That would be a fun argument to have with him. You know, just by showing up, yeah, to see you, we know there's a problem. That's right. I mean, unless you're walking out with cherry
2: pie in your hand.
1: Which pie. Would, would be nice because yeah.
2: I, like, you know, he he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who brings a gift. No, but he could. But in this this particular issue, um, there's a sort of a Christmas party. This, this is when Aunt May is running the boarding house with Nathan Lubensky. Okay, and they're having a bit of Christmas cheer. Da 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 da. da. And Mister Chekhov, the uh, the Russian immigrant poet who used to live at the boarding house if you know your Spidey verse, you know exactly who I'm talking about. He's looking rather mournfully out the window. It's snowing outside and it turns out that he's He's got a granddaughter that he hasn't seen for a very long time and he was hoping that she would come to this Christmas party because uh, his son I think died with his wife so the, the granddaughter is like all he has left and then um, Spider-Man kind of gets involved in this um, situation involving drug dealers and the it turns out that this granddaughter is kind of mixed up in that and <laughs> Spider-Man gets to a point where like he doesn't know what to do, and he's getting frustrated, and he's getting angry, and the Watcher is sort of floating there, and he's yelling and screaming at the Watcher, and the Watcher does something. I don't remember what it is. He does something to kind of point Spider-Man in the right direction. Like, that's the way you need to go. You can save the girl, and you can you can save the day. Uh, and no spoilers. Come on, Spider-Man story, of course, he does. And mm. there's a reunion between Grandfather Chekhov and the granddaughter, and it's all very sweet. And the Watcher's got, like, the single tear... You know, and he has one of those beautiful Demetrios little kind of monologues about the beauty of humanity and and you know the 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 enrichment of the soul and all this kind of stuff. Demetrios is just such a lovely writer for things like that. And there you go. It's 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 a wonderful life in that kind of tone. Um, only it's Spider Man and the Watcher, which seems like a really odd combination, but it works brilliantly for this story. And, and yeah, if you ever want to explore the, the depth of the human condition, I highly recommend pretty much anything that Demetrius has written, especially his creator own stuff Moon Shadow, The Last One, uh, Seekers into the Mystery, Mercy. Uh, Moon Shadow is, is, is quite a. Uh, John J. if you like watercolor artwork like Alex Ross, John J. actually n- nails that one. But I digress. Blood a Tale, Blood a Tale, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was Kent Williams. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a lovely Christmas story. That's my favourite Christmas story. And on the DC side, yeah, I love that Enemy Ace one. And you know, and I'm looking through here recently. Uh, well, certainly since Rebirth, DC have gotten into the holiday specials, and they they've got enough of them out there now that they can collect a few of them together because these are prestige format books. They can collect them together in the trade paperback. A lovely gift for a comic book fan at the holidays. Plug plug, mm. and you know, hey, anytime you get to—I know this is going to sound terrible—but anytime you get to see Harley Quinn dressed as a Christmas elf, <laughs> I think that's. Um, well, I suppose you could, you could pick up the trade of Jingle. Was it Jingle Bell? The the Paul Dini comic series about the the disgruntled elf. Oh, you see, ever read that? No, oh, it's quite funny. Either. It's quite. There's some funny stuff there. So, Batman and Detective Chimp in the night. We saved Christmas. See, that's a that is that's a good one. Look at that. This is a brilliant image. If I can describe it, you got Batman and Detective Chimp in the snow, and Detective like- Chimp is holding a smoking gun, and there's a dead elf by their feet with his brain blood spatter across the snow. You know it's going to be good.
1: Yeah. Well, just anything with Detective Chimp. It's Detective it's Chimp. Chimp, you know.
2: Absolutely love Detective Chimp. So I used to
0: read the. Um, we would go to my grandparents for Christmas every year. Right. And I would load up on comics to for the. It was like yeah, an eight time, hour drive. Yeah. 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 So I'd load up on comics and um, I'd read some, wouldn't read some. And I remember reading these Christmas specials. There because it was a bunch of different stories and had all the different heroes, so I, I felt like it was a good deal. Right, right. Like if I, oh, you can get three comics. Okay, one of them is going to be this one for sure because yeah, it got nine
1: stories in it. And, and that, that's yeah, why I always
0: yeah. I always collected Justice League because you could get all the heroes and you got in the one book, right? So I remember that one issue that I pointed out the holiday special number yeah. two. I remember that one being one that I remember. Remember when they did the the Elseworlds, uh, Annuals, mm-hmm. so I had a McDonald's stack covers. of those. Yeah, I had a stack of those at one point at, at my grandparents' house. But I just I, I remember exactly where I was when I read read certain books that I would read there, right there at their house. So all the nostalgic feels come out for those things. And,
1: and I love that part of our hobby. Yeah, you know that there's you know a book that's okay. I love this story, and I I remember which Christmas I was sick because yeah, every time I had to go to my grandparents. Stack of right. I read I read Crisis number one like nine times at my grandparents' house because that was the only one that came out, and I was so taken aback by Perez's art and all that. So I, I get sure. exactly what you're saying on that. Yeah. There's another holiday story from DC I remember, and it was the Santa Claus issue with Starman, where Jack finds yes finds kind of an indigent individual, and he brings them to the the old hairs, the, the O'Dez family O'Day's dinner. That's family right. Yeah, that's uh, that is true. And, and and I'm just trying to stretch my memory. It's just I know if I went through my collection, and Jason's got the digital stuff over there, that would save our lives. That's saving our lives right there. <laughs> well, but it's it, it, it's tough. I can remember the hot the Halloween ones more than I can remember the Christmas. You see, I knew the way. Oh. Yeah. But, well, I remember a big.
0: Apparently, there's a big stack of these that I missed. So, in like in my heyday, I don't know how I missed.
1: I made I made it a point every year to get both the Christmas and the Halloween ones, but there's a lot of them I just don't. I'd have to pull them back out and re-read right. it because I think I was like, "Oh, cool, how you know? Christmas stuff and put it, you know."
2: Well, I liked. Um, <laughs> this is terrible, Frank Miller, Sin City. He did. He had a Christmas issue. I think I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's called Silent Night, and it's a completely silent issue except for the very last page, and it's you know it's on a on a dark and moonlit snowy cold Christmas Christmas Eve, Marv is running around the city, breaking faces and stomping on teeth and all this kind of stuff, and it's it's there's a there's a little girl it turns out this little girl has been kidnapped by you know probably about to be trafficked and marv knows where she is and you know he absolutely maims and mutilates all the goons that are in this stronghold and the last page he's kicked open the door and there's this terrified young girl in a you know in a darkened room with you know rats and all this you know it's horrible horrible situation i think marv's dialogue is like something like you know you know, come on, Becky, you know, your mom's worried about you, or something like that. And it's <laughs> like, oh, Marv, you know. He, this is the, 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 the giant with a heart of gold, and, you know, but, uh, but I remember that. And Hellblazer. It's funny because we were just talking about the Garth Ennis run. And very early on in the Garth Ennis run, he, he has a Christmas issue. Really? Yeah. And it's just it's like, you know, Christmas Eve, he's in the pub getting soused, feeling sorry for himself, and he bumps into the Lord of the Dance. <laughs> and it's 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 a really you know, Lord of the Dance is kinda of telling him about, you know, his purpose on this earth is to kind of bring people together and to celebrate life and you know, enjoy and all this kind of stuff.
0: So not Mark Michael Flatley, like No, the,
2: no, 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 not no. The, not the Irish guy? No, not the Irish guy. Okay. Uh, although he could I'm, be he could, could be. be, I'm sure he is. <laughs> you know, it's it there's a lot of eat, drink and be merry and all this kind of stuff and then there's that little denouement at the end with you know, you know Constantine mate. You know you pissed off the the last people that you should have. But when the time comes, I'll be there for you, mate. And of course, that plays out much later in the final rake of the gates of hell and poor old Lord of the Dance, as we discussed in a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to fall under the charm of John Constantine because you're going to get killed. So that's kind of a sad note. But that story was actually quite a sweet one. So you know. Anyways, um, there we go, kids. There we go, kids. Um, we go, kids. That's 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 Christmas, um, but no, I think that uh, you're admiring my wallpaper. I did notice that for a yeah. like, hey, that's
1: a Harley it's, Quinn. Is it,
2: that it, is that it, Dotson it's, or is yeah, that huge? that's Cho Cho? Mm-hmm. That's Cho. I've got. I was playing around with the wallpaper setting on my phone, so I've got Harley Quinn in a Santa hat on my phone because you know it's festive. But um, of course, but no, I I like the. I'm trying to think. There's some other. I tell you what else is really good. Very, very good value for money actually, and I'd be really remiss to not mention it, Hellboy. Mignola's hmm. mean, done a number of Christmas specials. He I think he's actually done one every Christmas the last couple of years. Krampusnacht and the the Seven Brides or something like that. Hellboy at Christmas time um works really well. Um, especially because of the types of stories that Mignola does with Hellboy very sort of you know old paganistic creatures and demons. I mean, Mignola must have the most amazing reference library, you know, and he's fast on his way to becoming you know Vincent Price, I think. But <laughs> but yeah, and of course Hellboy. There there is a couple of if you go online and Google it, there's some really great images that has done of Hellboy in a Santa suit. Oh my! And you know, I think that's brilliant. I I'd love to see. Santa Hellboy, I think that'll be a lot of fun. But there you go. Yeah, yep, yeah. All right. Well, there's some ideas. Go get your holidays on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love I love the the <laughs> holiday issues.
0: They're one of my favorites. I, I do too. I, I've been disappointed a little bit lately in the a couple of
1: them. So um, the, the the ones from way back in the '80s and '90s were far more entertaining than. Yeah. Some of them ones well, coming out now.
2: I I think they I, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe this is a cynical view but it, it it feels like maybe the publishers don't think that people would necessarily buy into that or I I don't know. I would. No. I mean, I think it's like I said, I I I think it's a lot of fun and when you when you stick the holidays which is such a joyous time which is supposed to be such a joyous time. And then you mix that with with these characters that we love, it's you know. one you know, the isn't in one of these the, the Flash story where he's trying to get like he's trying to get gifts for people and he's running all over the world. There's like a certain action figure that all the kids want and Wally's left it to the last minute. I think that's ends up running to Japan to China. I think that's during the
1: Greg LaRoque.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Time. you know the you know the kid wants the green Power Ranger, and of course, all the stores only have the blue Power Ranger. And it's he said he would get it, and he forgot because you know <laughs> it's, it's Wally. it's Wally. and and I think there's another one. It's sort of a play on Scrooge with the uh, Teen Titans, but this would be like the 1960s Teen Titans. Hmm. And, That's a uh, one especially. yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah. It's fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, speaking of this year the the Batman is it Silent Night too?
2: It, it, it is called Silent Night with yeah, another it's with a K.
0: K. But there's another Silent. There's Silent Night movie. I, I think somebody needs to get a little more creative. Just in general, there's a John Woo film. That's yes, silent there Night is. Right that's now. right. Uh, Joel Kinnaman. And I couldn't figure out. Like the the preview for this thing, it was just basically like John Woo's gunfu plus. It just showed like all the John Woo stuff. Right. But I have no idea what this movie's about. Yeah. Like no clue. I think
2: it's actually a silent film. Like, there isn't any dialogue in it. Really? Yeah, okay. I believe so. Oh, wow. Interesting. There's yeah. lots of shooty up. Oh, yeah. Well, John Woo. I mean, yeah. that's... By the way, kids, if you're looking for a really good uh, double feature for the holidays, the killer and hard-boiled, the original versions with Chow Yun-fat, have fun. You'll Excellent. thank me. Nice. Yes.
0: Yeah, so the Batman Silent Night stuff. The Batman... Batman Santa. Up with Santa Claus
2: that looks awesome I'm totally yeah, I'm there I'm looking forward to that that looks great yeah. I'm absolutely there didn't now wait a second so now Santa Claus in the Marvel Universe is a mutant isn't he yes there,
1: I see like that, that look on, you look see, on your face I Scott remember, well it's that Doctor Doom series that I loved so much right that came out right around the pandemic yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know it, there's an image of Doctor Doom Riding a freaking bear. Yeah. And, and there's a special with Dr. Doom and Tony Stark. Yes. Where it's Santa Claus, and Doom is having a hard time believing in Santa. And, Understandable. And it, it was written by the same team, and, and they've, they haven't reprinted that.
0: Yeah. Run. He, did Dr. Doom, well, did Santa end up going to Krakoa? Is that, well, is so, that okay?
1: something ended up happening where Santa showed Doom the, you know, Great power of love, or yes. whatever, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. I just remember him riding off in the sleigh, and, and Stark like snickering or something, in Doom's like, "Shut up, or <laughs> I don't want to spoil it all, man. May walk over there and see if it's there. But that that whole Doom run
2: was there. Is it's it's like the the guide to the Marvel universe, the those uh, the Marvel version of the Who's Who. There, there's one of those books... So we're, we're going back to, I think, the late 80s, early 90s now. There is a profile, I think, for Santa Claus. <laughs> and it, it's I think it's John Byrne. I want to say that it's John Byrne art, but I may be wrong. And, and they either allude or outright say that, no, Santa Claus is a mutant. He's one of the first mutants. And that's his ability, is to be able to hit every house on... Uh, on Christmas Eve and deliver all those presents and stuff and and there you go but in the DC universe I don't know so I guess we're going to see but I know that one of the variants for Batman Santa Claus Silent Night has um, I think it's Ben Warren who does the art and it's like an extreme close up of a very beat up, bruised, grungy looking angry Santa Claus and it's a scratch and sniff cover <laughs> and i can only imagine what the smell i think i kind of get a sense of of you're <laughs> playing christmas music i'm kind of wondering is santa because we don't know what the plot is is santa claus in this batman santa claus team-up story that's about to come out is santa like some store santa like billy bob thornton type santa and the scratch and sniff is going to be some stale alcohol and urine type I don't, smell. I, don't, I kind of hope be, not, oh. but at the same time, I kind of hope that's the case because oh, oh my god, it'll wouldn't be that a be a hoot? Vanilla icing. That's what. Yes. It's, no.
1: The crossover be. for Iron Man and Doctor Doom. I was researching. Was a King in Black.
2: Ty right. And
1: that explains oh, why. Oh, wow. and i have Seeing the the yeah, reprint. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's,
1: that's. Sorry, kids. I was just out re- I just remember I enjoyed that. I was like, what. What was? Why were they together? So oh, Christopher Kentwell.
0: Wow, something good
2: came yeah. with King and Black. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I know. Right. That, Shots fired. Shots fired. That's Not a really whole good. other show. And <laughs> a long one at that. All right, gentlemen. Bob. Happy holidays. holidays, holidays. Happy holidays. holidays, everybody. Goodbye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Multiverse Podcast. If you'd like to visit us in person, you can come to our brick and mortar store in Hearst, Texas. If you'd like to visit us online, www.multiverse.shop. And please do us a favor and like us, give us a a review, do all the things you do and all the places that you do them. Once again, thanks for joining us.